3: Betting angles for every game. This is vCN Live Bet Tonight with Femia Bebefe and Wes Reynolds on VCN, the Sports Betting
4: Network. Welcome back. This is our number two of VCN Live Bet Tonight. Coming to you from the VCN Studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Bebefee alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out here and on this Tuesday night, a lot going on in the NBA. We just saw the Milwaukee Bucks defeat the Golden State Warriors. That game ended up being was it was a one twenty eight to one eleven. Mm-hmm. The Bucks went ahead and got that victory. Waiting for Lakers and Celtics to go ahead and tip off out there in Los Angeles. Uh, we have the Jazz and the Pelicans coming up on halftime. Still two and a half minutes away. Jazz have retaken the lead up 47-45. Then also the Suns have kind of cut into the Rockets' lead a little bit. They trailed by 19 at halftime. Now a 15-point game early in the fourth quarter. Houston leading that 90-75. But while we wait for those NBA games, we have a college game between Memphis and Alabama that's at halftime right now. Number four ranked Crimson Tide coming off of that big win against then number one Houston Saturday afternoon. Alabama leads Memphis 36-33. Right now I'm seeing off the grid Crimson Tide three and a half point favorites here in the second half total Hovering around 80. Yeah,
3: yeah. Memphis ended up covering the first half. I gave us four, four and a half at Mm -hmm. at DraftKings, by the way. There were some fours in the market as well. Did go under the first half total with 72. So uh, 36 to 33. Uh, Memphis not shooting the ball very well in the first half. Uh, 13 to 37. Only have taken uh, two three point shots, though, tonight. So you can tell they want to get to the rim on these guys. And, you know, Alabama can be pretty aggressive on defense and try to go for steals and get transition buckets, but that's what Memphis is going to want to, want to try to do so far. At least uh, they're trying to go to the rim, not really taking a lot of three point shots so far. So you see 36 to 33 and I believe Alabama only about 43% in their own, in their own right for the field. Uh, uh, Alabama went in the battle with the boards, 24 to 19. They've got a little more size than Memphis does. Uh, Memphis not a great three-point <clears throat> shooting team anyway at about just no. under 33 percent so you would expect that they're gonna that they're gonna try to hit the rim uh, early and often so seeing this what is this three and a half right now I think this close seven and a half I did lean a little Memphis in this spot even though Memphis was off their own big win over Auburn Alabama look they're number four in the country now and and you know a team like that gets like priced to the moon. A little bit because they beat the number one team on the road. So I thought maybe seven and a half was high. I ended up staying out of it, but starting to see some three and a half, 81 for the second half total, which I believe would make this uh, mm-hmm. 150. Uh, I personally made the total 145 uh, for the game, even though I didn't go ahead and bet the under uh, going forward. This did close uh, 152 and a half. So I'm going to wait on this, kind of look at this, dig into the numbers a little bit more. Uh, Initial first glance, if I had to, I would lean Memphis though, but plus three and a half for the second
4: half. You would like that Memphis side? I'm seeing right now in the market. I'm seeing fours now.
3: Yeah, yeah. Now we're it seeing fours. Like... Uh, and I think probably you know you might have seen the three and a half because it's like okay, that's under that that number of seven. Where I think that number is a lot more key though in the NBA because that's the first point where it's above two possessions, where it becomes a three possession game. Like, I think that there are key numbers in the NBA. I know people will mm. debate with me on that and say, oh, you're crazy, but there are, you know, five and seven. But in the NBA, the thing about that is, I mean, they don't foul at that point when they're yeah. down seven. It's, yeah, you see you down the road. Good game. <laughs> in college, they're going to foul if it's anywhere in single digits, and sometimes if it's in double digits, you know, if it's a 13 point game, you'll see teams foul in the in in the final Which I'll, I'll never understand that. No, I don't either. It's just like and, really and 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 one co one guy uh that that I know that's a former coach in college basketball explained to me once, it's just prolonging the inevitable. You know, because you're not ready to go talk to your team, you know, after you got your ass beat or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that that's why they do that. I was like, that's still freaking stupid. Yeah. It it really is. Like like come on now. I'd want I'd want to get it over with and get the hell off the floor if I were getting beat. Exactly.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's I don't, I don't understand. It. I remember one was it? It was like five years ago or so, maybe four years ago, mm-hmm. when um, the Florida State coach Leonard Hamilton got that. Like a lot of people were like wondering like why he didn't foul when it right. was like, a six point game or something, right? And he said, we we, we couldn't win."
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it was Mm -hmm. just like a
4: deadpan I was like oh my god because like NCAA tournament guys kind of foul at like the last possible second since the season's on the line a lot of kids careers are going to come to an end and they may never play basketball and he was like yeah we're not going to foul like forget it in an elite eight game yeah (laughs) and it's just like why don't you foul he's like
3: W- and especially we when home. it's the NCAA tournament where it's <laughs> yeah. like, dude, you, you realize you're going home.
4: He's like, you yeah. realize
3: this is not round robin. This is not a it, double elimination it's, tournament. And
4: to his point, he said, we had all that time to win the game in regulation. Why yeah. am I doing Fallon?" Yeah. <laughs> It's I like
3: there's not a loser's bracket, by the way, where you, can, no. where you can qualify through, but nevertheless.
4: It's an interesting approach, though. But right now, uh, Alabama, yeah, I'm seeing consensus now four in the second half, total 81. Anything on the total for you? Because you mentioned how the two teams struggled to shoot the ball, uh, especially from beyond the arc. Memphis only took two three-pointers, missed both of them. Uh, do you see this end up going a little bit over? Because I you know Alabama does love to chuck and duck, and if they get hot... That could drag this thing over that total.
3: This could be a foul situation, I, I think. I think so. uh, if this game stays, you know, within single digits, and that's why you're seeing it get bet to the overs because it's it's adjusted now. 150. It closed 152. I'm not gonna follow. I'm not gonna follow the the, mm-hmm. the line move on that though. I'm gonna stay out of that.
4: Yeah. No. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I, yeah. I'd, it's probably a stay away kind of game. Lined perfectly beforehand seems like it's Mm -hmm. playing to that in this uh contest so maybe not uh something that we want to dive into here from an in-game betting standpoint uh as i try to load into some of my apps uh real quick here but yeah nothing's really kind of populated for me uh tonight from that standpoint but you know there's still a lot of time we still got more than half the show. Mm-hmm. We can find a bet for us here as we're approaching halftime, like I mentioned. The Utah Jazz, kudos to them. They played pretty well here in this second quarter, uh, outscoring the New yeah. Orleans Pelicans by eight. Yeah, nothing
3: in really third. in the quarter for the Pelicans and no? nothing for Zion Williamson yeah, because he, he, has three, he has three fouls. Oh, great. And and then that's why uh, 12 points, three assists, three rebounds. Played 11 minutes, but... Might have left him in too long because he does have three fouls, so he's not coming back until the third quarter. So he basically has that the whole second.
4: That's that's just dandy.
3: Yeah, oh. I know. Well now now it's like, okay, dude, don't foul.
4: Yeah, please.
3: No, <laughs> don't. I foul. mean, I know even young guys in the NBA, you gotta you gotta tell them to do that. You know, just don't foul, especially when you have that many possessions in the NBA. It's a lot easier to kind of tell a guy, all right, man, we'll get it back if if you got to give up an easy basket. You know, whereas a lot of these guys, man, they get they want to challenge everything. Oh, yeah. They want to try to block every shot, get every damn rebound and, you know, just uh, picked up a a third foul very early there. He played 11 minutes in the first quarter. Usually you don't see that. Usually, I mean, some guy, you know, maybe the rare spot where a guy plays the full 12 minutes and then, you know, comes in at like the under 4 minute mark in the second, but usually mm-hmm. you're going to see most of these stars, they'll play 8, sometimes 9 minutes. They'll go out at the three-minute mark, and then they won't come back until, like, the under six in the second
4: quarter. Yeah. Some, some of you the guys, they're just a little bit overzealous, you know? hmm It's like trying to, trying to make a play happen, and it's like, all right, man, just – like, don't compound an error, you know? Just because you miss a shot doesn't mean you got to go foul 90 feet from the basket, but sometimes yeah. that's what happens. 52-45,
3: by the way, going to be the uh, halftime score. We'll wait to get a line when we can – Goes easily under the total in the first half at 113, and uh, New Orleans was the favorite, but the Jazz get the money in the first half, 52-45.
4: That's crazy, because the first five minutes of this game, it was like, what, 17-17? The in-game total was two forty two and a half, two four two and a half. It's now 215.5. Mm-hmm. This thing really slowed to a screeching halt. I don't know if maybe some of that is Zion getting the foul trouble from New Orleans' side. Yeah. they only scored 15 points in the second quarter. But, man, all of a sudden these two teams couldn't buy a bucket after getting off to a red-hot start.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, Zion Zion has been carrying these guys, I I think, lately. Uh, McCollum, by the way, he has 10 points. But you got a lot of these young guys that – can kind of be a little bit hit or miss for the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, even though they are one of those, I think, real try hard teams going forward that we've kind of dubbed uh, throughout the season. Uh, I don't think there's any injury. Well, Brandon Ingram also still out for the Pelicans. Yeah. So you could tell, like, the first couple games when a guy is out, you can make up for it. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, it starts getting really hard when you got to go into the third game and the fourth game and the fifth game. So, Ingram's been out a few games now, and now maybe they're really starting to wear that absence. Yeah,
4: and teams start to kind of catch on and figure out how to play you mm-hmm. without Brandon Ingram. He's kind of that closer for them, a uh, the guy that guy can kind of make some of those uh, creative plays and get his own bucket there. But right now we're seeing some early numbers in the second half market for the Pelicans and the Jazz. New Orleans laying two and a half, total 119. And I think a lot of people's first reaction would be to maybe bet second half over. Mm-hmm. But given the way that these two teams have been playing, I yeah. think that we're going to regress positively
3: here. Yeah, I mean, and look, that I know I realize there's a big variance too with these where it's ninety-seven points. So it closed two thirty-two and a half. Yeah, so one nineteen. That's only two sixteen. That's kind of a big area to get middled, and you know sometimes that makes me a little gun shy for doing that. But I probably I wouldn't you know chase on the over here in the second half. You wouldn't? No.
4: Yeah, just because you think it's just the game is just not going to play out too. Yeah,
3: well I I don't think so because now I think I mean I guess there could be no defense if Zion you know obviously has three fouls, but you know maybe New Orleans is going to be a little bit more careful. I think even even though they're down seven here, so. I'm not going to go ahead and jump
4: in. Yeah. no, that's uh, Sometimes when you want to make that knee-jerk kind of play, it's maybe mm-hmm. just best to sit on the sidelines. So three Pelicans are three-point favorites in the total at 119 for the second half. We'll discuss that game and more, including Lakers-Celtics, which is moments away from tipping off out in Los Angeles. Don't go away. This is v Live Bet Tonight. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall
0: and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is v Live Bet Tonight
3: with Femi MFA and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on v the sports betting network.
4: Get in on all of the football action this season with the Hulu Plus Live TV Football Extravaganza. Compete free for a share of $55,000 in two ways. Predict what will happen in three college football pools, then make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play free. Hulu Plus Live TV, like cable, only better. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for the details. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bets Night. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, you are scribbling down some stuff there, Wes. Yeah, just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> writing down
3: just uh, writing down a couple numbers here. And, there you uh, go. You know, seeing if I, I liked anything, didn't end up getting involved in this uh, Memphis, Alabama. So mm-hmm. nothing for me uh, in terms of that. Uh, just hoping... Uh, a couple, well, couple of these uh, late college basketball games, if they could hang on. Good start in the early, uh, uh, by the way, in the uh, 4 p.m. Pacific games. But a couple of these late games going to be very close to the number.
4: <laughs> there you go. Uh, what are you sweating here for the late action?
3: Uh, Florida State minus 14.5 uh, over USC Upstate. 59-47, to 47, 847 left to go in the second. Florida State's obviously been really bad this year, 2-9, and nine, mm-hmm. but – They broke a long losing streak. They beat up on Louisville, as everybody's been doing this season. So I thought, okay, maybe that's going to give them a little bit of confidence and then uh, have a UTSA plus 23 at Utah. And really, this is just one of those, you know, kind of circumspect, you know, nondescript games for Utah. Utah, by the way, uh, did, you know, of course, they beat Arizona. They were the only team so far to beat Arizona. And then they won at Wichita State or Washington State. So they're Mm 2-0 in the back. Beat Jacksonville State 99-58 to last Thursday, but they hit, like, 16 threes. And that's something I like to look at in college basketball. When you have a team that, you know, and they're a decent shooting team, Utah, 40%, but when you hit, like, that many threes, you're bound to regress the next time out. Yeah. I thought they might against UTSA. Plus, they have a trip to Provo on Saturday for the uh, basketball version of the old Holy War, uh, yeah. Utah and BYU. BYU, by the way, did win in Salt Lake City last year. So I thought, yeah, maybe Utah's not going to get too far ahead of the number tonight. Uh, They are up 16 with 15.08 left to go. UTSA was only down five at Utah at halftime, but the Utes out to a big run to start out. So we'll see if uh, UTSA, the roadrunners, hang within the 23.
4: Do you have anything in the uh, late night action going in Seattle? Cal Poly in Washington. I, I I was leaning a little bit Washington. Okay. Actually here. Uh, the Twelve.
3: Yeah, but right. but I, I I think it's I think it's right on the number. Cal Poly uh, uh, beat Portland State and beat them pretty easily, seventy two to forty nine last time out. But I think it's it could be tough to operate against Washington's zone. Of course, we know Washington uh, when uh, uh, Braxton Mia got in foul trouble. That was all she wrote for Washington. It really did compete very early for about 25 to 30 minutes of that game at Gonzaga it was nip yeah. and tuck. Remember i laid Gonzaga on Friday night and it barely got yeah, there and had to sweaty. hang on. till the last possession. So, you know, Washington out to a decent start at seven and three, the, the zone, we know that that's that old Q zone that Mike Hopkins play, you know, coached under Jim Beheim. So they ran that two, three zone. So, you know, I thought Cal Poly was going to struggle last time out against Portland State's pressure, but they just they they were very efficient offensively. So we'll see how they do against a Washington team that kind of slows them down against the zone.
4: Yeah, I, I just always laying that kind of number there with a total that low. Like, do you sometimes get worried about that? I,
3: a little bit because you wonder if there's going to be enough possessions. Yeah. In, 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 a game, in a game like that. So has been getting bad a little bit to the over. I'm seeing some 130 okay. out there in the market, including uh, right behind us at Circus Sports. But, uh, yeah, when you look at Washington, the tempo isn't necessarily slow, 115th in the country. But the, the, the zone, you know, sometimes, I mean, they either want to make you take, you know, the whole clock down or they want to mm-hmm. bait you into a quick three. And that's what a 2-3 zone uh, is usually going to do. Cal Poly, uh, we'll see if they take the bait. They're very smartly coached by uh, by John Smith out there in San Luis Obispo. But Cal Poly only three hundred and sixth in tempo, so they 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 may you know have to work it around a little bit. But that's why I didn't end up laying the number because I mm-hmm. thought, okay, how many possessions are we going to get in this game?
4: Well, we're expecting a lot of possessions, or at least more possessions. In the game between the Celtics and the Lakers. This is the nightcap of the national TV window doubleheader in the association. Right now, about four minutes into the game, Celtics lead it 15 to seven. Boston laying seven and a half, total 238 mm-hmm. and a half here. So this number, it ended up closing, I believe it was Celtics laying four. So that was the close with 237 being our total. And when I look at the box score to see who's been doing what, Getting Blake Griffin with four points. get uh Derek White with six for Boston. And then for the Lakers side, Anthony Davis has four. Patrick Beverly has the other three there for L.A. So still in the early going in this game. Uh, but I'm sure a game with the Lakers, maybe they can build some confidence if they can play the Celtics close.
3: Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I got distracted here. A, a thunderous dunk for Memphis. My Ooh. eyes kind of popped out. Uh, that, that, <laughs> that 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 was a facial right at the rim. We'll see if they uh showed this replay. Yeah, here are the Tigers in transition. Oh my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he dunked on him. I mean, th- that's one of those when you're in the air, you kind of try to get your face out of the sequence, yeah. so it's not a total facial, but. That kid brought that down with authority for the uh, Memphis Tigers. By the way, 39 to 37 is the uh, current score of that ball game. So, uh, gonna try to get the uh, three-point play the old-fashioned way, and absolutely earned it. Did the uh, uh, kid DeAndre Williams for the Memphis Tigers? I was talking about how much older Memphis is.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: They have a starter that's 26 years old. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, 26. <laughs> Yeah, man. How, how did that? I guess because of the
4: COVID year. Or uh, or? Maybe
3: and a lot of transferring schools and whatnot, or maybe he had a late starter. But uh, then you have uh, Noah Clowney out there for Alabama, who's all but 17 years old, playing in these big boy games. It's like a uh, different
4: generation, damn man. E- e- exactly. Uh,
3: 17 <laughs> minutes left to go. It is 39-38. So Alabama now down to minus four and a half, 147 and a half on the total.
4: 26 years old. Yes. Man. I guess you have a lot of knowledge. If you're 26 mm-hmm. in college, man, I mean, can you imagine it being that old in college?
3: Nah, man, you, Van Wilder here, man. I
4: mean, seriously, man. Well, you, like I'm thinking about all the stuff that I knew by the time I got to 26. If I could go back to college,
3: mm-hmm. I would
4: have been running that place, man.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was that. It was the kid that had the dunk, actually, DeAndre Williams, uh, who uh, I believe was born in 1996. Because I'm looking at his profile right now. Started his career at Evansville, actually, back in okay. 2020. Has spent the uh, last three years at Memphis. Uh, I, I I wonder. I, I don't know if that kid went in the military or yeah, or maybe may, may that that might have been something. it. But yeah, you usually don't see a player of that age, obviously, in modern day college basketball.
4: Yeah, well, well good for him though. Uh, out there playing some collegiate basketball. I guess. I mean, there's no age limit on your eligibility. Mm-hmm. You know, if you haven't played, then you can go back and play. Mm-hmm. That's for that's for sure. I mean, I, I think I saw something. Like, there was like a. Like a yeah, middle aged dude playing. It was like a D three football team, and I think the guy was like early fifties or something, and he was playing yeah like college football in like Division three, and it was I think it was like a profile that like okay. ESPN did or something.
3: Like okay, that. now I know his story, uh, his Get out of Houston. So he trained with uh, John Lucas, who of Got course it. based down in Houston uh, does a lot of workouts with these guys. Had to play a postgraduate season at a prep school. Okay ineligible in the 2018- 2019 season in Evansville so he was an academic non-qualifier but yeah that that's why that's why he's a little bit older okay because gotcha. he had to he had to have that extra year and and whatnot and uh, get his academics in order. So uh, yeah 26 year old DeAndre Williams but look
4: yeah, good for him, hey,
3: you know what it, it, it's not the worst thing in the world to have a, a grown ass man. Playing on your (laughs) team, you know, because that's the thing with Memphis, man. They had a lot of young, talented studs, but they didn't play smart. And and that's why, you know, they had to really go on a winning streak at the end just to get into the NCAA tournament. But, you know, when you got a grown grown man who's kind of been through some things, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. maybe had some trouble as a youth or academics or went in the military and then decided to go back to college and play ball – You get a guy that's seen some things, and I think that that could be a good influence on kids where maybe, you know, if all of a sudden your teammates are acting a fool, this guy's going to tell you what's what.
4: Yeah. I mean, just good for him to get his academics in order to be able to actually go out there and play and be eligible. So, uh, yeah, it's a cool thing for him. Bama, though, on the game, they're up 42-38 to as we're approaching the under-16 media timeout. Crimson Tide, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Total at 144 and a half in that one. And also, we went final in Houston in the NBA. The Houston Rockets defeat the Phoenix Suns 111-97. The Suns' swoon continues here, mm-hmm. West. I believe that's now, what, four straight yes. losses for the Phoenix Suns, who last year won 65 regular season games. Not going to win 65 this season. <laughs> I think that's a safe bet. <laughs> I think that's a pretty safe bet on the Phoenix Suns. But uh, the action in the NBA all lies on... Lakerland as they take on the Boston Celtics, also Zion and the Pelicans. We're going to get back into the game against the Utah Jazz. Right now, the Jazz have a nine point lead here early on in the third quarter, laying five and a half, total 214 and a half. We'll get you up to date with the latest on all those games when we come back. This is Vicent Live Bet Tonight. Femi Ababafe and
3: Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VCED, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you are a soccer, football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance. Friday night, college football bet plus get, Sunday football parlay insurance, and more. Bet Rivers is calling all soccer fans to head to betrivers.com to check out our World Cup daily bet and get. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is Visan Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abbebefe alongside Wes Reynolds hanging out at Circa Resort and Casino. Speaking of the World Cup, Wes, uh, we are down to three teams who are eligible to lift a mm-hmm. trophy by Sunday. Argentina defeating Croatia 3-0 in the semifinal earlier this morning on the West Coast. And then tomorrow, we get France, the defending World Cup champions, against the Cinderella story of this year's World Cup. Morocco, the first African nation. To reach the semifinals of the FIFA World
3: Cup. Yeah, Morocco, a big underdog on the three way line. I think I'm seeing mm-hmm. as high as like plus six fifty or in that range. <laughs> France, by the way, on the three-way line, uh, minus one eighty-five, anywhere close to that, or about two dollars, and obviously with the three-way line, that means you gotta win in the ninety minutes plus stoppage time. Draw uh about close to three dollars on this one total. Two juice to the over, like minus 145 minus 150. then when it gets it it gets to 2.25, which what that means is half of your total bet is on 2. Mm-hmm. Half of your total bet is on 2.5. So uh, that's what we have there. Uh, Ar- Ar- Argentina Argentina, I know there were a lot of people that like Croatia on the goal line plus a half a goal or plus 0. 0.75, which is half half goal, one goal. Mm-hmm. Did't matter. Argentina, it was all them today, three yeah. to nothing.
4: Yeah, Argentina to nil, uh, w- to win to nil was the, was the pl- clearly the play. Yeah, yeah now when <laughs> you,
3: and, and I'm glad you kind of brought that up because now you got to get a little bit creative mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, with three-way lines uh, as the matches are fewer because then it's too advanced. And obviously when you're, it's different in group play and group stage where your fate, even though every match is, is valuable and important, but your fate is not totally at stake because you are guaranteed three matches in a group play with a group of four teams. But now as you get to the knockout stage and now you're down to some, I mean, that's where it's like, okay, teams are willing to play that extra period or maybe go into penalty kicks and take their chances. Especially if like you're an underdog like Morocco. Yep. What was in, in their last match. So yeah, they were willing to go to PKs because the pressure mounts for both teams. You know, then when you're the underdog, you're thinking, hey, we got a shot. We're not supposed to be here, it, it, you know, in, in, at this point. And even going to penalty kicks with a better team, who was at Brazil, I think, mm-hmm. for Morocco. So, you know, that, that's what you'll see. And that's why you want to get a little bit more creative, like Betanil, which you could do in group stages, too. But you really do, will do it at this point where it's like Betanil or you go to advance, instead now to advance you're going to lay heavier juice more often than not than you would on a three-way 90-minute line
4: yeah Yeah. and morocco they took down portugal in the portugal uh, yeah yes yeah it was uh, because croatia was who took croatia beat brazil Brazil that's right pk shootout but it's interesting because this moroccan team i believe they conceded only one goal the entire tournament Mm -hmm. and their defense is really what's been lauded and one of the reasons why they've gotten here and and we talked about it before the tournament even started i said hey like the number one way to advance in a soccer tournament is to keep a clean sheet. Yeah. Not to allow a goal. Don't allow any goals. <laughs> and they've been able to do that. Now, they're going up against one of the most high-powered and talented teams mm-hmm. in the world, probably the most, in France, who has probably the best player in the world in Kylian Mbappe, yeah. who's just been running. Even, even, even without
3: Benzema, this yeah. team has been... <laughs> it's crazy. Do, do you think that's what we're going to see tomorrow, though? Like we saw with Argentina today, where it's like, okay, Morocco was a great story, where it kind of gets to like, you know how it gets in the NCAA yeah. tournament where you get like like St. Peter's last year in, the Elite, a, in the Elite Eight against North Carolina. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, this team this team just doesn't have the talent.
4: Depth chart starts to show a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it'll get there because Morocco's been very impressive. Because Morocco, they haven't gotten here by fluke. I mean, they beat Portugal, they beat Spain, they beat Belgium. These are teams that people liked heading into this World Cup. And if you're going to go and do that, now France is a step above those teams as well, but they're not that big of a step up. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people liked Spain as a potential team to win the World Cup this mm-hmm. year, as well as Portugal as well. Uh, that team was playing so, so well in the round of 16. They beat Switzerland 6-1, and for Morocco to keep a clean sheet against them, clearly Morocco doing something right. So I don't think it's going to be a situation where France were to run away with this. Like we saw Argentina against Croatia. They really look like they overwhelmed Croatia. I think France is going to have to grind one out. And that's something that France really hasn't done, even dating back to last World Cup in 2018. I mean, they won the final 4-2. So they've been kind of that high-flying attack. If they get frustrated, like they kind of did against England, maybe they get vulnerable there. England didn't put away their chances, and they gave France one too many, and that's why they went home. If Morocco is able to put away their chance, and maybe they go up 1-0... Does France come back? Who knows? Because Morocco might park the bus and it might get real dicey for the defending world champs. Yeah,
3: we know Morocco's got the endurance. They are happy to go in that extra yeah. time and just, you know, okay, let's take our chances with penalty kicks.
4: Yeah, and their, and their goalkeeper has been good and stuff. And it, it's It's been an interesting tournament. Uh, who do you think wins this tournament?
3: Mm, I think the French.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's what my head says. My head says France. Yeah, But I think there's something about the – the football gods, as right. they say overseas. Right. I think was they, it, I, I think what
3: they, was it? The uh, the
4: hand of God for uh,
3: Maradona <laughs> in the '86 World I, Cup. I,
4: I think I think the, the foot of God might be with Leonel Messi mm-hmm. and, and this Argentina team. It feels like this is kind of set up for, yeah. for Messi to finally lift the World Cup trophy and oh. check off the last thing to how, do on his uh, resume. How which how is about, the greatest? How of all about
3: time. that crazy run on 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 a, a counter attack yeah. today? I Alvarez and yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, and, and to be fair, Croatia was a mess on, on the back end. But still, to be able to make that run where it's bobbled and it's loose and just yeah. to keep that balance and put it away. And then, of course, uh, Alvarez with two goals, Messi with the uh, early penalty. So, uh, you know, Messi, even, even at his age, you know, mm-hmm. where he's maybe not quite what he was, he can still put those put those away, and it's like no no keeper in the world is gonna like stop no. that, you know? Yeah.
4: It's it's really ridiculous, and and I get like as like a soccer fan, it's good to see like mess. I don't root for Argentina because their team is just. Terrorize Nigeria every mm-hmm. single World Cup that mm-hmm. Nigeria has been in. So I'm like, it's hard for me to root for Messi in Argentina, but as just a fan of the sport, yeah, it would be good to see him win a World Cup, right? Like, like someone of that, it would it, be as if didn't didn't LeBron he finally no win NBA NBA the
3: the Copa Sud America, yeah, yeah. and that was like yep. his first ever international, international trophy yep. that he brought.
4: Yeah, they finally won the Copa America.
3: Then you see, uh, the uh, top goal scorer odds, uh, Mbappe, still well defavored at minus two twenty. Yeah,
4: I believe they're both at five. Both Messi and Mbappe. So it's it's coming down to it. Mm -hmm. And and Messi being the spot kick taker for Argentina, whenever they get a penalty in the 90, he's the one that takes it. Mbappe is not that for France. I believe that is Antoine Griezmann, who is the spot kick taker for the French. But Mbappe, I mean, he just scores all these goals from open play because he's just... He's not even... It's scary because he's not even at the peak of his powers. Mm -hmm. He's still early in his 20s because last time when he came on and burst onto the scene in the 2018 World Cup, he was 19 years old. I think... the second or the, the youngest or the second youngest player to ever score in a World Cup final. And uh, his career has just taken off. And, they're, and they're, they're teammates, Mbappe and Messi. Imagine that, a Paris saint germain yeah. And for some reason, that team is not the best team in the world. Right, so that's that's how club soccer works. Yeah, what's going what, what's going on with the rest of the guys? Because PSG,
3: I mean, look, they they win League One like yeah like yeah every they single win that, year, yeah. but
4: but the Champions League is what they're after, and uh, I believe Neymar's on that team too. I believe so. It's mm-hmm. like Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi. Man. Whoever owns that club's got a lot of money. Jeez. <laughs> but for some reason, they just trip up. Yeah, I guess they don't have a salary cap over there. They do not. <laughs> it's it's open book, open season. Come on, come all uh, in 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 the European soccer. Want to go kick? A football <laughs> round and in, in, in Paris for six months a year, sure, right? <laughs> I'll pay you to go ahead and do yes. that. Yes, <laughs> uh, but right now, as we're running up against it on the break here, a couple minutes left though. The Lakers and the Celtics. Looks like we're at the end of the first quarter, and Boston leads at thirty-seven twenty-four. And I'm sure a lot of casual sports fans. Uh, who have been paying any sort of attention to the NBA season so far, would we'll be like, yeah, that checks out based mm-hmm. on how the Lakers have been playing. But they've been playing better as of late. Now, there's no spread or total posted for the end game. But right now, Lakers plus 410 on the money line. It's been all Celtics so far here. And it's not really been like one particular person. Yeah, Tatum it's been everybody. Nine, but it's just been everybody chipping in.
3: Here. Yeah, uh, seven threes by the way, in the first quarter for the uh, Boston Celtics. So everybody chipping in a little bit. AD... We expected his numbers were going to be big. I, he should have a big game here. He's got thirteen and five. Played all of the uh, first quarter, but maybe maybe not going to be enough for the uh, Lakers at least early on.
4: Yeah, only two uh, field goal attempts for LeBron James. One of two, two points for LeBron. Uh, although I think last night he was watching his uh, his son, his mm-hmm. Bronny and Bryce play for Sierra Canyon against mm-hmm. Carmelo's kid. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, these guys. God, look.
3: how old am I, man? I remember watching these guys. I watched that first St. Vincent St. Mary's exactly. game, you know, with Dick Vitale on, and I was it's like, all, okay. okay. Circle, you man. know, maybe this is a lot of hype, but then it's like, okay, he's worth it. Yeah. It's like, damn, the it's kid like is this good. guy's special. This guy looked like a grown man at 15. Yeah.
4: You knew right away that uh, this LeBron guy, we're going to be hearing it for him for quite some time. Didn't think he'd be in 2022 still, but. Uh, he definitely, uh, early on, looked like one of the best players we've ever seen. All right, we'll have some more on the other side. Alabama-Memphis, Crimson Tide taking the lead right now. We'll see how that one unfolds when we come back.
0: With Femi MFA and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on
3: VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: College Bowl season is about to kick off, and Beeson has you covered with this year's college football guide. This year's guide has picks on the spread and total for every bowl game. From v experts and Brent Musburger, Steve Mackin has power rankings for every team and breaks down the motivational factors that affect bowl games. Josh Applebaum will give insight into bowl betting strategy, and Adam Burke can help give you an advantage if you are part of bowl confidence pools. Give yourself an edge. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe and check out the college football bowl betting guide. That's B-S-I-N dot slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is v Live Bet Tonight. Femi and We're alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Right now, the Boston Celtics have a 14-point lead against the Los Angeles Lakers out there at the Crypto.com Arena. Celtics, 10.5-point favorites, total 245.5. So we're still trending well in this total, but uh, the Lakers... they're going to have to do some work to get back in. Yeah,
3: DC. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, Celtics uh, smarting off two losses in a row and then two uh, sizable losses, actually. Lost by 16 at Golden State on Saturday and then lose by 20 at the Clippers. And, look, this is the team with the best record in the league. So 50-36, uh, to 8-17 left to go in that one. And then uh, the other NBA game that we have uh, currently – 76 to 62, the Utah Jazz with 420 left to go. Not a lot of scoring. Uh, this has been a very low scoring quarter, 24 mm-hmm. to 17 so far. So uh, uh, we're still obviously eyeing our Zion Williamson, currently at 19 points, yeah. has not picked up a foul yet. But it's good the see. good thing about it, though, is that they're not totally getting blown out. Even though they're down, so he's gonna have to play heavier minutes. If obviously they want a chance to do this. By the way, end game line minus seven in the hook for the Jazz, two twenty one and a half on the total. And then the college game that is of note: Alabama fifty six to, uh, or excuse me, fifty six to fifty two, ten thirty five left to go. Bama minus five and a half, one fifty three and a half on the total. Remember, second half total was I think eighty one, so yep. one fifty. 150 and a half, uh, looks like a review. We're getting a lot more of these reviews in the college basketball game, by it's, the way. It's ev- every time. I mean, there was one I wanted to watch last night. It was actually after we got off the air. It was right here in Vegas. I wanted to watch New Mexico and San Francisco because mm-hmm. it was a competitive game. I had a small bet on the Dons, which ended up getting there. But I think they had like three reviews in the final minute. Because I was just following Jeff Grammer, who covers the Lobos for the Albuquerque Journal down there in New Mexico. Because I couldn't get it on a, a stream. I was looking for a stream. I was like, is this game not on TV? And it wasn't on TV. But, uh, you know, just looking at it, and I was like, these reviews are starting to, like, get out of control, you know, especially, okay, reviewing these elbows. Like, I kind of yeah. want the officials to make, like, judgment calls sometimes.
4: It's <laughs> a hook and hold. Yes. <laughs> it's like, guys, come on. Like, what yes.
3: Are we, what are we doing? I, I think just two guys kind of tripped over each other there uh, on the baseline, it looked like, just from that angle.
4: It's a little ridiculous.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to, you know, I know officials are like, Oh, we don't want to get it out of control. You know, sometimes you just got to let the dudes play. Like this is a big boy game, eight and two team going on the road to face a number four team. That's eight and one. These are, you know, and these athletes, these are high level athletes uh, for this college basketball level. And sometimes these officials, they feel like they can't control. Like the game is too slow for them. If uh, you know, or the game's too too fast for them. Rather, I was like, you need to be, you know, officiating, you know, junior high or something or CYO ball. <laughs> Get it, out. If yeah, I'm like the, the,
4: These dudes are not going to slow down for you. No, bigger, faster, stronger every single year. Um, we're talking about Zion and the Pelicans as they're down by 18 right now in Utah late in the third quarter. And Zion's usage, and we discussed the props a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. but I'm just curious to see where this goes when Brandon Ingram comes back. Right do you think that he's still going to be the absolute go-to guy or do they kind of do like a Batman, the the point
3: total might go down a little bit. I I think, you know, on a nightly basis, just because of Ingram. And that's why I think you've seen Zion maybe put up a little bit more numbers. And I think honestly that this has been good for Zion, you know, to say, okay, can you be the man? And it's like some nights you're going to have to carry us dude is, uh, uh, he does get a basket there. 81, (laughs) 65. So that's 21. So we need about seven more. Uh, it's
4: keeping them we're close. gonna
3: get the minutes as lebron lebron with authority there uh, threw that yeah. down nice little run for the lakers now 52 to 45 here in the second quarter
4: but yeah i think i think you'll get the minutes there for zion so as long as they just keep feeding him the basketball and I don't see why you wouldn't. Nobody on the court can yeah. guard him. <laughs> so.
3: yeah, l- nice run, by the way, for the Lakers. Now a Celtics down to 6.5, 244.5, half, uh, 244 and a half 6.17 left to go. I, I didn't do that. I- 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 that was certainly worthy of a Bill Walton. Throw it down, big man. Throw it down.
4: He just scored again. Right yeah. like, like, how, how about just,
3: giving the ball every time?
4: Honestly, I think that's Be, because,
3: you at. know, Markinen, who, by the way, has had a hell of a year. He's got 12 points in the quarter, design, Zion 24 tonight. Markanen and Olenek are not going to stop that guy at the basket.
4: Not a chance.
3: And, and Markinen, by the way, who just, yeah, he he kind of was going to try to block it. And then it was like, eh, do I really? Or no, that was Walker Kessler, yeah, was Kessler. the seven-footer, the uh, the uh, first round, I think first rounder out of Auburn was originally at North Carolina. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, Walker Kessler even is like, I don't have a chance to block this guy's yeah. shot.
4: Yeah, he's seen those games on Tobacco Road. He knows not to get in front of that mm-hmm. <laughs> out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 83-69. Yeah, it was, that
3: was about to be Duke on North Carolina crime as Zion can hit the J, too. I think mean, he just
4: went over to the prop. Well, he's got 26. Oh, no, 27 and a half. Sorry. Yep. I was thinking 25 and a half. Yep. So 27 and a half is it. So we need one more bucket to go ahead and uh, get Zion over that because yeah, he's feeling it this quarter. 14 mm-hmm. points already. Mm-hmm. Man, if they could win, because, this game.
3: because you, you want to, I want to see him get it obviously by the end of the quarter. Because you know that yeah. they're probably going to rest him and then see, okay, can the second unit kind of keep us within the game? Maybe get us to single digits. Then they'll play him in the fourth quarter. The the one thing that always worries you is that, okay, Jazz are going to extend this to about twenty to twenty two and get margin, and then it's like going to be all she-row where it's like they're not going to put him back in.
4: Who is that that just put that up? Whoever they, is, hogging the ball get him out of here uh, i'm like it, i'm like on. i'm
3: like was it alvarado
4: no it was not alvarado it was uh, somebody
3: else it was alvarado but they're
4: showing his shot profile 8 plus feet nine field goals made less than yeah. 8 feet 192 at the rim 118 so everything inside the paint but those are efficient shots Yeah, I, I get like well, maybe, layups threes free throws maybe he's going to be it's a little
3: bit like giannis where it's like okay can this guy's yeah, I think he's only taken one three tonight. He's missed it, but that's kind of the next frontier for Zion. It's mm-hmm. like okay, they're gonna be time you're at the top of the key, and you're the trailer, and you're so gonna need uh, to top of the key up. and yeah, pull up and shoot one of those and make those and be a threat. And you know you don't have to be a great shooter either. I don't think, Femi. You just if you can be 34, 35 percent, then they at least kind of gotta respect you out there, and they're not gonna to totally leave you.
4: He's bringing the ball up the court now. Hopefully, he just takes it himself. Doesn't even concern himself with passing to anybody. As he, that's exactly what he does. But he gets blocked there mm-hmm. by Walker Kessler. So Kessler said, "We heard you guys talking about me." Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm here to stay. <laughs>
3: Absolutely.
4: So, we're tracking that game right now up in Salt Lake City. Also going on this game. Every time I look here in this Memphis, Alabama game in college mm-hmm. hoops, it's a five point game yeah I, I yeah Memphis gets it the three to but then anything. they but
0: then
3: they can't quite get over to the hump so uh you know right there I mean right there by the number uh, I didn't elect to get involved I thought the number was kind of close but I did lean Memphis in in, in the second half and you know trying trying to hang in are the Tigers
4: yeah right now Memphis getting six and a half on the live spread total 158 and a half. Just based on how this is played out, and maybe Alabama can pull ahead, but I don't know if they're going to be able to. It just feels like these two teams are just kind of meant to be playing this close game mm-hmm. where it's within maybe see, five or they They're seven almost points.
3: a little bit mirror image of that's each other. That's, yeah,
4: that's it what it seems feels like. like. That's what it feels like. like it's just kind of a, an interesting uh, matchup here. But both of them coming off of the big wins is yet two miss free throws, but the rebound back from Memphis. So the Tigers right there against the number four team in the country on their own home floor. So this is the chance for Memphis to get a big, big time win, but mm-hmm. uh, Alabama hoping to prevent that as they try to go ahead and win.
3: Femi, I think I might've gotten a break in one of these college games, by the way, uh, have UTSA. They were almost down 30 plus 23 at Utah. It looks like they scored with about 20 seconds left to go 91 to uh, 69. So that's one of those, uh, Vegas knows games, right? Do you, you ever see on Twitter? It's the it's the yes. damnedest thing, yes. uh, gambling right. Twitter, especially I see, I see it all the with time. all the new people in the space. And you just laugh. I don't want to ridicule, but you just kind of get fall. Vegas and,
4: was right, I yeah, guess.
3: Vegas knows, like like that. They're they're just so great, like they're gonna be dead on the number every single time. No, it, it's not about predicting the score. By the way, <laughs> in terms of the odds makers predicting the score, it's about what a market will bear and sometimes they're going to have the number right and sometimes it's going to be wrong cuz it's going to be going to be hammered one way that means maybe Vegas didn't know.
4: Exactly. And that's like if Vegas knew the line would never move.
3: Right. It would just they would open it, they would take Vegas bets knows, and they would close it. K N O W Z.
4: It's it's funny. It's funny, but we love that there's a lot of people in the space now. All right, that is our number 2. Our number 3, we'll continue to track this Memphis Bama game as well as the NBA.
2: Zumo Play.